When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tonight, with the Hurricanes taking on the Stars, live right here on SEN Cricket. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Mornings on SEN. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome uh, on a beautiful, sunny Melbourne day. Julian DeStoop. Uh, with you, we're just about to chat to Andy Harper from Channel 10 and Paramount Plus to talk some round ball both here in Australia and overseas. It was the third round of the FA Cup uh, on the weekend. There was some upsets and there was a belting this morning, uh, Man City and Chelsea, which has only increased the pressure on Graham Potter, the manager of Chelsea. But uh, just before we throw to Andy, an amazing game between Sydney and Wellington. Wellington won 1-0. That only tells about a quarter of the story. They were down to nine men. And then faced two penalties uh, in stoppage time. And this is how it all played out. And it comes towards LaFondra. And Wooten's there again. Love the pain this time. That points it to the penalty spot. But Evans was adamant. Let's have another look. That's I don't even think that's come off his back. The, the penalty, can I tell you, has been upheld. It's oh so controversial. LaFondra against Sale. And Sale We're looking at a post-penalty save. Handball. LaFondra again, who's seen one effort saved. Might be the last kick of the game. He's missed it. To the top of the bar. You're I see it, but I do not believe it. And Simon Anthony Hudson will be calling and uh, asking uh, for his line back after that one. But uh, as I welcome Andy Harper, Andy, Happy New Year. That was just a crazy couple of minutes of football. And who would have thought Adam LaFondra, of all people, would miss two penalties in a row. Hey, Jules. Happy New Year. Mate, it was a circus. The end of that <laughs> match. Oh, you there, Andy? We'll try and get Andy uh, back in a second. Just seems to have a problem uh, with his phone line there. So it was just in a... An amazing finish to that game. We'll uh, call Andy uh, back uh, in a sec. So the other A-League results are on the weekend. So Sydney, just in a bit of a sticky part of form here, uh, Sydney FC. So that they lost 1-0 to Wellington. City beat the Western Sydney Wanderers uh, 4-0. MacArthur 2-0 over the Jets. Central Coast having a great season. Uh, 4-0 over Adelaide United. Perth upset the Wanderers uh, 1-0. And, of course, uh, the victory went down uh, to the Raw 1-0. Uh, Andy, I think, is back with us. We'll have another go there, Andy. Uh, well, I, should I apologise for the lack of mobile reception around the place in 2023? Oh, well, it's not your doing, in fairness. So I don't think you need to apologise. Uh, I, I don't know what we got to, but... Um, Saturday was remarkable. It was it was a um, a really fun a really fun experience to watch um, unless unless you're on the receiving end. But it was just a fantastic, really fantastic drama. 
It was unbelievable drama. Just that first penalty decision. How did that come to be that that was the penalty? Well, Jules, I, I, I don't think any of the big calls were right. Um, mm. I don't think that Ryan Grant offside should have been offside. I have a, I have a very firm view that, that, I don't, that the technology at the moment uh, is not finite enough if you're going to rule a goal out by a millimetre, you have to be able to guarantee that all the stop points in the freeze frames are split-second perfect. I'm, I'm just not convinced they are. Um, and so when you see an offside like Ryan Grant, and it happens you know, frequently, mm. I just don't have any confidence that the game's lawmakers are providing enough margin for error to, to consider that. So that's the first one. Um both handballs. Well, the first one, I don't know if... It might be that we, as, as the viewing public, weren't privy to all the angles that the VAR had. I don't know if that's true or not, but clearly they've seen something that the rest of us were struggling to see definitively uh, on that point. If the best we got... If the best there was was what we saw, then was that enough information to overturn the referee's instinct that it was a penalty? Um I, you know, this is this is the contention of the whole thing. But my beef about the handball rule at the moment is is the language around it. And I have to give the match officials the benefit of the doubt that they're administering the laws mm. that they've been told to so do. But this language about natural body position is a complete load of hogwash <laughs> because it doesn't take into consideration for one second the laws of biomechanics. So how a player who's mid-air and desperately stretching to block a pass or a shot, can at the same time, in the fullness of their own conscious, conscience, deny the laws of biomechanics and hold their arms next to their side is completely ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. They need to change the wording around this to something like, if the ball strikes the hand um, and say so that the, you know, the, the ball's positive progression is, is denied by the hand... I could cope with that, mm. but this rubbish about natural body position, God Almighty, who are these people rewriting Newton's laws of physics? <laughs> yeah, the biomechanists would be busy if they were called into tribunals like they used to be uh, in the AFL. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, Melbourne, this is a disaster of a season at the moment for the Melbourne victory. They're yeah. losing games. They've got no hardly any fans in there because of the actions of a couple of hundred stupid people. Now they've lost Nani yeah. with a serious yeah. knee injury. Can, how does Tony Popovich turn this around for Melbourne victory? Well, Jules, I, look, I, I don't believe they're far away. I don't think it's a big corner to turn. I don't think they're playing badly. The results have been horrible. The circumstances in which the club finds itself are completely unenviable. Um, that's the big issue at the moment. There are two things to this. My view is that well, I admire how, how, how um, the, the team and the coach have been continuing to press and persevere. They need a couple of things to go their way, but they're doing so without really knowing what their fate is. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, the outcome of the derby itself is yet to be determined, whether it's going to be a 3-0 forfeit or whether the result is... Whatever, all that, whatever. Whether there's going to be a points penalty on top of that, all this is hanging over a, a team of players who've just dedicated themselves to a, the longest pre-season in world football um, to get ready for the championship. And they've the extent to which that's been taken away from them is yet to be ascertained. Now, I don't say that as a criticism 
of the regulators who are trying to get through this horrible situation as methodically as they can. But, but, but at the other end of it is a squad of players, a coaching staff, and 90% of a fan base or, or larger, which is completely innocent. But they've got this sort of Damocles hanging over them. It, it's just a really, really difficult situation. And the Nani thing on the weekend, I've really enjoyed watching him play. There's been criticism that he hasn't actually, you know, delivered at the moments that make a marquee player. I'm not necessarily in that camp. I think he's done some beautiful things. He, he could have contributed more, of course. What player couldn't have? But, but I think it just sort of it completely sums up where victory are at at the moment. And, and I would like to think that that not having Nani there, this is going to sound really callous and it's not meant to be, but I think Melbourne Victory fans can now expect Jake Bremer, the reigning Johnny yep. Warren medalist, to come from outside of the shadow of Lewis Nani, if, if one was being cast indeed, and get back to where he was last year. I, I mean... You know, having Nani in the team, I think, has been fantastic. But you could mount an argument, Jules, mm. that it's been a little bit destabilising. Josh Berlanti has been not himself and transplanted out to right fullback for the last game. And you know, all these things um, for, for for high quality players who are who are in their mode of operation can be really destabilising. So, whilst I don't wish anything for Nani apart from the best, and I'm I'm really sorry that he's going through this injury, one that not only this, this season, but it could well be the end of his career yeah. given his age. A horrible set of circumstances, but maybe there's something that can come, can come out of it for Melbourne victory in the short term. It's been Andy Harper from Channel 10 and Paramount Plus. Just on the first part of your answer there about Melbourne victory and the uncertainty they're, they're living with at the moment, should, should have a decision been made on the Derby result and the points penalty by now? As, as, is there enough well, information out there to make a decision? But, I don't know, mate. I don't know, and and I, I guess I'm hinting at at my view, which is I think it should have been done by mm. now. But I, I don't prosecute that case with any degree of vehemence because I don't know what's going on in there. Um, I just this is a highly this has been a, a highly traumatic experience for the game and the administrators. Football Australia, although they don't run the league, they're responsible for the regulatory framework of the league, so they have to make sure they do everything right um, in, in a highly volatile, very traumatic and an extremely sensitive situation. Um, and as long as it takes them, I, you, you, I sort of have to temper myself and give them that space. Um, but, but that obviously runs completely parallel with the need to get a decision. So Melbourne Victory's players, the innocent parties in this, and the fans, uh, the, the, the majority of whom are completely bear no responsibility for, the, for, for that shocking behaviour, are sitting in the guilty dock like everyone. I mean, they, Victory fans get profiled now because of those idiots. Yeah. I'm sure there are people who, for the short term, put their Melbourne Victory supporter shirts away because they're being profiled as thugs and idiots because of those nutcases. So, I, I, you know, patience has to be the order of the key on the one hand, but let's move um, with cautious haste to get the on-field result and sanction settled so that the team can start focusing. Uh, life's a lot smoother at Melbourne City. They just keep winning, and uh, Jamie McLaren keeps scoring. When you look around the league at the moment, who do you think's best place? to challenge Melbourne City? Because they look clearly the outstanding team at the moment. Oh, they're unmatchable at the moment. Maybe the Mariners uh, are providing 
a, a, a lot of excitement and a lot of interest. Whether and they played Sydney a couple of weeks ago and, and got beaten, but it was hardly one-way traffic. So the Mariners under Nick Montgomery are the real deal. It's great to say that. Um, two, two to three years. Stagic into Montgomery last year and Montgomery this year again. And I feel like from a from a league league-wide viewpoint, we've got our Mariners back. You know, the team that for the first six or seven years of the league were just doing unbelievable things. Uh, and I feel like we've got them back. And I would like to think they can mount a serious challenge to Melbourne City. Uh, the table's not long. I think Brisbane, if they can get a striker, Brisbane are a really difficult outfit to beat. And if they can get an attacking midfielder and a striker, uh, I'm not holding my breath on it, by the way, because I'm not sure if the club operationally is at that sort of level But at this stage. But if they can, uh, they can mount a charge. And, and the Wanderers as well, based on their defence, um, just... Marcelo, their big Brazilian centre-back, I think has been one of the smartest pieces of off-season recruiting in the league. But basically, it's Melbourne City's to lose at this point, Jules. And and I, I'm admiring the way they play, but, but my admiration for this squad of players um, goes deeper than that. Firstly, they're dealing with the departure of Paddy Castorbo yep. and the transition to Rado has been seamless. Um, you know, and for as long as that continues, congratulations to Rado. But for this team, the bigger point is for this team to maintain their standards when, when other teams have flirted uh, and, 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 and moved between playing great stuff and then dipping into the rank ordinary, rank mediocre, but above that, Melbourne City are maintaining a really high line. Uh, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, and... I'm I, I just full of admiration for them and, and who's going to beat them from here? Well, I'm not prepared to say anyone. I think uh, I'm pretty comfortable they'll run away with the Premiership even at this early stage. And then when it gets to the Championship, well, anything can happen on a day as we saw with John Aloisi's great effort yeah. last year in the grand final with Western United. But they're quite a formidable operation, Melbourne City. Congratulations to them. Yeah, you mentioned the Mariners there. Now, we know Garan Quall was signed by Newcastle. He's going to be loaned out. It appears from the most recent reports he's going to join Hearts uh, in the Scottish Premier League. Good move for Garang. We know there's a lot of Socceroos and a lot of Aussies uh, playing in Scotland at the moment. We know what Ange is doing with Celtic. Is that a good move for Garang Qual signing with Hearts? Um, well, it's where he's going to, firstly, the first, it's where he's going to get the most game time mm. uh, in the short term. And if, if that's likely to be Scotland, well, his mind is going to have to make that decision. Uh, I, I would have, you know, all the talk was Portugal found it or, or not, that conversation seems to have run aground. Um, Portugal would have been a destination I'd have preferred for him um, and, and for a lot of our players because uh, that type of football that at international level our guys need to get more adept at, at playing but also learning how to counter. Um, you know, highly technical, great dribblers and, and that's what Garan Cole had the potential to be, a, a really exciting winger. So, um, you know, it's not our it's not our call to make. If he gets games at Hearts, which is a which is a great club with an Aussie contingent who will help uh, his landing there, including his former teammate uh, Kai Rolls from the Mariners, you can't complain about that. The Scottish Premier League uh, is a very very robust competition where you've got to earn your coin, and and, and that's the next stage of, of, of Garang's development that needs to be checked off. 
Yeah, Cam Devlin and Nathaniel Atkinson, Nathaniel Atkinson also at Hutt. Uh, FA Cup on the weekend, Andy. We love to see some uh, upsets in the FA Cup. We certainly saw that. Sheffield Wednesday of League One defeating Newcastle. Uh, this morning, Stevenage uh, from League Two defeated Aston Villa. Uh, Ryan Reynolds' Wrexham defeated Coventry, uh, who are in the championship at the moment. Probably the big story, though, is at Chelsea. Graham Potter thrashed 4-0 by Man City. Uh, They're on a bad run in the league. They're out of both domestic cups. We know it's a different owner, but Chelsea love moving on their manager. How much trouble is Graham Potter in, potentially? Well, it's going to hinge mostly on the league form, not the cup form, but this doesn't help. Uh, Unfortunately, in my view, the FA Cup has gone down the pecking order of importance. Yeah, it has. Uh, uh, um, which doesn't mean it's an insignificant trophy, but it's not what it was. Um, and, you know, co- coaches and managers do avail themselves of the opportunity to play squaddies, squad players. Um, so I don't know to the, ex- the extent to which that was the case for Potter, but, you know, it doesn't help his cause. The league form um, is the big one, and, and if they start dipping there, he's going to be gone. There'll be no patience. Um, this is not going to help him, but it's not going to kill him in the short term. It's the league form that's going to do it. And it's how he keeps the ship together with a really heavy loss like that, which is going to be of more importance to him, how he gets the players refocused and believing in the direction he's setting. Um, but, but it's the league form that'll make or break him. Not ideal when the uh, travelling fans are singing the former manager's name, I wouldn't have thought, when you're getting belted 4-0. Well, you know, these undercurrents have to be dealt with as well. I mean, this is, these are very difficult circumstances. Um, these are supposed to be career highlights for co- career coaches who want to get into the top clubs in the world. And you just realise how, how, how tenuous the whole existence is. Highly stressful. You've got to have really thick skin, a deep belief in what you're doing, and a preparedness and, a, and, a, and an understanding in your mind that, the phone could ring. You could get the DCM. Any phone call could be a DCM. Don't come Monday. <laughs> You've got to get ready to go on. I mean, that's the life these people choose. They get paid well in the short term, um, um, and that hopefully is enough to take the financial pressure off them. But but as far as a, a, a professional slash life choice, it's it's only for the few, surely. Who could deal with that stress on a regular basis? Have you ever had the DCM call? Me? Yes. Not as many as some people would have liked. <laughs> Not a great call to get that one. That's when you want the coverage to drop out, when you get the yeah, DCM no, the, call. Yeah, yes, no, the, exactly right, exactly right. No, it's a, I think it's a, the world of business is a ruthless one, isn't it? Um, but we've got to negotiate it, navigate it. Yeah, it's brutal being an English Premier League manager. They change them very quickly. Andy, as always, uh, great to have a chat. Plenty going on in the world game, both locally and overseas. We'll catch up again soon. Right, thanks, Jules. On you, mate. Andy Harper from Channel 10 and Paramount Plus chatting all things the round game. Uh, after the break, going to play some... It's a big story in the NRL at the moment. It, it, it contains one of the Brisbane Broncos stars being uh, less than generous about his coach's coaching ability, Kevin Walters at the Brisbane Broncos. We'll play you that audio uh, coming up after the break here on Mornings for Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It's in stock now. Breakfast on SEN. Usman Kawaja on the tough decision from Pat Cummins to declare while Kawaja was on 195. I could sort of 